Western world has prospered for more than 200 years. At the end of World War II, the United States was the undisputed superpower in the world. The European Axis powers were crushed and Germany's cities were devastated. The Marshall Plan extended aid to Western Europe and today a new superpower called the European Union is in the making. The United States entertainment industry, in the meantime, has exported pornography, materialism, false values, and immorality. Will the Western nations continue their moral decline and decay? Will the nations of the rest of the world learn not to follow the moral decline of the West? Or will they follow suit, abandoning morality to follow their own vices? Can a society truly succeed in any sustainable way without the moral compass of a just and perfect law? Will we have the character to stand for righteousness? Or will we give in to vulgarity, selfishness, and sin? Will we strive to live by the Ten Commandments? Or will we reject them? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. When we consider the great empires of the past, we should learn the lessons of history. We should understand the causes of their decline and fall. Historians such as Edward Gibbon, E.B. Castle, and Jerome Carcapino have documented the causes for Rome's decline and fall. Rome prospered in commerce, engineering, and architecture. She extended its boundaries with her powerful military legions. Eventually, the empire decayed and fell into ruin. One of the major causes of decline was the disintegration of the family. When divorce, adultery, and indulgence devastated family unity and values, the empire declined and weakened in character. How would you describe the character of your nation or your region? In the 18th century, Many founding fathers of the United States realized that the new nation must be founded upon lasting values. They recognized that they must acknowledge God Almighty as the author of true freedom and government. In June 1787, Benjamin Franklin addressed the Constitutional Convention. I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? What an amazing perspective. Do legislators, congressmen, and statesmen recognize this wonderful truth in the 21st century? What about the leaders of your nation? Do they seek the hand of God as essential to their success? The very future and survival of society depends on our acknowledgement and acceptance of Almighty God and His way of life. The great American statesman Daniel Webster gave this warning about our national future. If there is anything in my thoughts or style to commend, 
The credit is due to my parents for instilling in me an early love of the Scriptures. If we abide by the principles taught in the Bible, our country will go on prospering and to prosper. But if we and our posterity neglect its instructions and authority, no man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us and bury all our glory in profound obscurity. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org to read or order your free copy of The Ten Commandments. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. Call 1-866-784-7895. Call today. My friends, if any nation and its people will live by the principles taught in the Bible, they will prosper individually and nationally. If we will obey the Ten Commandments individually and nationally, we will continue to prosper. But let's face it, most national leaders and institutions will not stand up for biblical principles. But you and I can do so individually. On today's program, we'll discuss the importance of the Ten Commandments nationally and individually. The United Kingdom recognized God in its national anthem, God Save the Queen. This anthem is also sung in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Various Western nations and states recognize God in their founding documents. Canada's 1982 Constitution Act begins part one with this preamble. Whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. Will this formal recognition translate into righteousness in these nations? Proverbs 14 verse 34 tells us, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. My friends, why don't the vast majority of our leaders believe that today? As we've warned on this program, nations that refuse to acknowledge the sovereignty of Almighty God will face His judgment. We need to repent nationally and individually. We need to humble ourselves as a nation. We need to acknowledge God Almighty as the true source of freedom, blessings, and prosperity. God has revealed His way of life through the Holy Bible. The Bible is the Word of God, and it gives us awesome truth and understanding for those who will commit themselves to live by it. As Jesus said in Luke 4 and verse 4, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. My friends, the Bible gives us the true way to live, the way of life that brings abundant blessings. Jesus said in John 10 and verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. How do we enjoy the abundant life? There is a cause for every effect. Turn in your Bible to Galatians, the sixth chapter. Here's a profound truth. Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. 
Yes, we must be spiritually minded, not carnally minded, as the Apostle Paul warned in Romans 8 and verse 6. Now, what is the cause for the abundant life? Here in Matthew, the 19th chapter, a young man came to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? What did Jesus tell him? You don't have to do anything? No, read it in your own Bible. Matthew 19, verse 17. Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. My friends, do you believe your Bible? Do you believe what Jesus said? Today the Ten Commandments are under attack. But the Savior of the world and our soon coming King of Kings and Lord of Lords taught them. As we continue this program, we'll see how the Ten Commandments apply in the 21st century and how they can help you and your family. These commandments describe God's law of love. If everyone kept the fifth and the seventh commandments, societies and nations would experience stable and happy families. The fifth commandment states, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. That's in Exodus 20, verse 12. The seventh commandment states, You shall not commit adultery. That's in Exodus 20, verse 14. Roderick Meredith writes concerning the seventh commandment. Sex is not a toy to be played with and experimented with. It should be regarded as a God-given blessing in the holy and sacred marriage union that the Creator Himself has ordained. It should always be thought of with reverence and as an expression of unselfish love in a Christian union that pictures the everlasting faithfulness of Christ and His church. This generation needs desperately to learn the lesson of lasting faithfulness in marriage and in the home. It needs to obey both the letter and the spirit of God's seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. And that's from the booklet titled, The Ten Commandments. My friends, we've already examined the importance of acknowledging God as the one who blesses a nation. The Founding Fathers acknowledged that Almighty God is the one who guides our morals and teaches us the way to live. The first President of the United States, George Washington, stated, It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. The fact is, my friends, that our world increasingly rejects the Ten Commandments and continues its slide into immorality. Just how bad is it? The Barna Research Group surveyed 10 moral behaviors among Americans. In its November 3, 2003 report titled, Morality Continues to Decay, Barna Search reported, Of the 10 moral behaviors evaluated, a majority of Americans believe that each of three activities were morally acceptable. Those included gambling, 61%, cohabitation, 60%, and sexual fantasies, 59%. Nearly half of the adult population felt that two other behaviors were morally acceptable. Having an abortion, 45%, and 
and having a sexual relationship with someone of the opposite sex other than their spouse, 42%. My friends, do you realize that these behaviors are morally wrong based on biblical principles? Just as God is the creator of the natural laws of physics and chemistry, He is also the lawgiver of spiritual law, and those laws are just as real. One of the themes of the Bible from beginning to end is that obedience to the revealed laws of God brings blessings. Disobedience to those laws brings curses and penalties. Just read Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. These are called the blessings and cursings chapters. Turn in your Bible now to Revelation, the 22nd chapter, verse 12. This is the last chapter of Scripture in your Bible. Jesus the Messiah announces how suddenly and unexpectedly He will return to earth. This is what is called the second coming. Notice who will be blessed and who will not be blessed. Revelation 22, verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Now listen to this. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Now who will not be blessed? But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Yes, there is cause and effect in life. When we apply the right cause, we can enjoy the right benefit. When we practice immorality, we reap a painful effect. God Almighty gave the Ten Commandments so that we could demonstrate love toward Him and love toward our neighbors. You may not have thought of it this way, but the first four commandments show us how to love God, and the last six show us how to love our neighbor. Turn in your Bible to Mark, the twelfth chapter. Jesus plainly explained the two great commandments. Mark 12, verse 28. One of the scribes asked Jesus, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org. To read or order your free copy of The Ten Commandments. You can also order by calling us at 1 866 784 7895. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. Call 1 866 784 7895. Call today. My friends, these are the great commandments, not the great suggestions. They reveal what so few people on earth really understand as their purpose in life. God wants us to be a part of His divine family for all eternity. He is the Father of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, as it tells us in Ephesians 3, verse 15. The foundation for that family is love. We must learn to develop loving relationships. God is love, as it tells us in 1 John 4, verse 8 and verse 16. 
Thus Almighty God in His first commandment of the ten tells us, You shall have no other gods before me. That's in Exodus 20, verse 3. We love the true God by rejecting false gods. The ancient Egyptian empire enslaved the nation of Israel. Perhaps you've seen the classic movie by Cecil B. DeMille titled The Ten Commandments. God judged the false gods of Egypt through the ten plagues and delivered the enslaved Israelites. They came to the Red Sea as Pharaoh and his army were about to attack. Exodus 14, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. The Israelites passed through the midst of the sea on dry ground, as it states in verse 22. God rescued the Israelites, and the Egyptian army was destroyed in the returning sea. The former slaves were now free. After several weeks, Moses and the Israelites arrived at Mount Sinai. The mountain shook. Thunders and lightnings and a loud trumpet set the stage. God spoke to the whole nation and gave them the Ten Commandments. Later, Moses received the Ten Commandments on two tables of stone written with the finger of God. Exodus 31, verse 18. Now, what did Jesus teach about the Ten Commandments? We saw earlier in the program that Jesus clearly gave instructions concerning the commandments. He said in Matthew 19, verse 17, But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Do you believe your Savior? Or do you believe the false arguments that say the commandments are done away, that they are nailed to the cross? My friends, Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross, not the commandments. Your sins were symbolically nailed to the cross. Let's understand. If the law was done away, then there is no sin, and anarchy can reign. The commandments define sin as it tells us in 1 John 3, verse 4. Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. My friends, sin still exists, and God's law still exists. Romans 4, verse 15 also confirms that the commandments are still in effect. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. My friends, everyone on earth except Jesus Christ has sinned. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 3.23, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have incurred the death penalty for our sins, as it states in Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has given us His Son to pay our penalty. Jesus, the Son of God, shed His blood to pay for our sins. We can be forgiven, but we must repent of our sins and accept Christ's shed blood and accept Him as our Lord and living Savior. When the New Testament church began on Pentecost, the Apostle Peter told the crowd, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's in Acts 2, verse 38. As a result of Peter's sermon, 
3,000 were baptized that day. My friends, if you study biblical baptism, and if you have come to the place in your life where you've repented and have accepted Christ's sacrifice and His authority over your life, we invite you to counsel with one of our ministers. Jesus said, If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus revealed a new way of life. He magnified those commandments of love. As it states in Isaiah 42, verse 21, He will magnify the law and make it honorable. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus showed us how to apply the spirit of the law. You can reap the blessings of an abundant life by applying Christ's instructions. The first four of the Ten Commandments show us how to love God, and the last six commandments show us how to love our neighbors. My friends, you need to study the Ten Commandments, and you need to teach them to your children. Just think, if any nation just kept one of the commandments, their whole society would change remarkably. Our modern world increasingly rejects the Ten Commandments and continues its slide into immorality. Just how bad is it? As we saw earlier, the Barner Research Group surveyed 10 moral behaviors among Americans. In its November 3, 2003 report titled, Morality Continues to Decay, Barner Research reported that 60% of Americans believe that cohabitation is morally acceptable. The amazing thing is, even some religious groups approve of cohabitation. Barna defines cohabitation as living with someone of the opposite sex without being married. My friends, the Bible plainly condemns fornication and cohabitation. The Barna Report states, the biggest gaps between Protestants and Catholics were found in relation to cohabitation, deemed morally acceptable by 50% of Protestants and 66% of Catholics. Sexual fantasies, 51% and 63% respectively, and gambling, 52% and 70% respectively. Isn't that amazing? Even professing Christians approve of biblically defined immoral behavior. My friends, the seventh commandment plainly states, you shall not commit adultery. Jesus magnified the commandments and made them more binding. Not only must we avoid physical adultery, but we must avoid adultery of the heart and mind. Turn in your Bible to Matthew 5, verse 27. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Are you committing spiritual adultery in your mind and with your eyes? Pornography permeates Western society and leads to perversions and sexual slavery in many regions around the world. The Western world promotes pornography through the internet and the entertainment media. If you have rationalized in your mind that indulging in pornography is okay, you need to repent. You need to acknowledge your spiritual adultery before God. The wages of sin is death. You can be forgiven, but you need to repent and turn your mind and your life around. You need to read the Bible, and you need to clean up your mind. My friends, we need to reject modern immorality and choose the way of the Bible and the Ten Commandments.
the second president of the United States, John Adams, observed that the United States government will function well only for a moral people. He wrote in a 1798 letter, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. My friends, will we live as a biblically moral and religious people? The new covenant that Jesus instituted did not do away with the commandments of God. The new covenant emphasizes that the commandments and the way of love are to be written on our hearts and minds. Let's read that first from the Old Testament in Jeremiah 31, verse 33. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The Apostle Paul reiterates this vital truth in his New Testament epistle to the Hebrews. Hebrews 10 and verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Yes, God will offer forgiveness to the nations. His desire and expectation is for us to apply the Ten Commandments in our lives and to internalize them. How? By Christ living His life in us. Let's read that from the King James Version in Galatians 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Truly, God's law is a perfect law, a law of liberty and a law of love. You need to study the spiritual application of the Ten Commandments in your life. Be sure to visit our website, which will be shown on the screen momentarily, where you can read or download our inspiring booklet, The Ten Commandments. This booklet will help you and your children learn God's true way of love and life. While the nations of the world are unlikely to turn to God's Ten Commandments as a path to modern morality, you can still reap the benefits of abiding by these living laws in your day-to-day -day life. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Gerald Weston and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. So join us again next week right here at the same time. To learn more about today's topic, visit www.twcanada.org to read or order your free copy of The Ten Commandments. It takes an in-depth look at the Ten Commandments and how they apply to your life. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895. Call 1-866-784-7895. Or by writing to us at Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6. You will also receive a free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, 
revealing God's principles for living an abundant and happy life while providing insight into current and future events. At our website, you can also watch this and many more Tomorrow's World programs. Call 1-866-784-7895. Call, write, or visit us online today. This program is a production of The Living Church of God.